Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, 24 Karat Conversations. Hello, we are so peace. excited to be on here again today. We have a special guest. Her name is Sarah Noose. Um, Sarah is an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mother of three. She has, a successfully, has successfully run a thriving business for nearly 20 years with Tippy Toes franchises across the country. She is an author. She Her book just came out, Destined for Greatness, in September. And she's a speaker, a shoe designer, and a creator of four children's music albums. Ooh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> she is passionate about helping women successfully run their business while balancing her family. And so welcome, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about you and your story, maybe just like a background of you and your family. Yeah, sure. Well, I at my very favorite job is being married to my husband. He's like the coolest guy Aww. ever. And so it's made life like super great because um, living life with my best friend who um, just is just he's just a special person. And we have three kids together um, and we had him like back to back to back. So they're <laughs> 10, 11 and 12. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. You really did have them back to back. <laughs> yes. Lucy, Lola and Hank. And you know what? They they too, they take after their dad. They're like super cool, um, just kind kids. And so that's probably my, that is my proudest accomplishment is, is my family. Mm. Um, but as far as what I've done in work life is, um, actually I've failed a lot to succeed. Um, I was in college when I started my business, which is called Tippy Toes. Um, but it started because I got fired from a waitressing job. I um, had a crush on a boy named Adam News and he and I were going to football games and um, I got tickets to the Oklahoma Notre Dame game and I went and told my um, my boss at the Mexican restaurant I was waiting tables at I said hey I've got tickets to the game well he didn't care and he said hey Sarah if you go you might not have a job Ooh. well I I vaguely remember him saying that and, <laughs> and he said right there on the spot hey you've been fired and um, I was desperate because I had just bought my very first car it was new to me but a very used car but I was so proud of it and I um, you know didn't want to have to either one give it back or have my parents have to help me and so I called my parents and my mom handed me an idea and she said here why don't you go to the local daycare and see if you can teach dance um I had actually had camps in the summer in my front yard starting when I was 12 where the little neighborhood kids would come so she kind of reached back on that idea and um all I needed was $238 to pay that car payment. And lo and behold, God had 
add more. And here I am 22 years later, and we have franchises across the country and now in China. And so um, it just tells you how big our God is. I was just, you know, the person that was, that he was using, but um, he's really blown my mind. I really struggled in school a lot. And so to even think I could get into a business school would have been a joke. Like I barely graduated, but um, God equipped me for this particular task. And I Mm. have grown so much. I have failed a lot, but I've grown through it. Mm. And it's been the most beautiful process. And so through Tippy Toes, I have been able to, um, we have created a ton of children's music, um, and we actually are releasing a Christmas album, which is so fun, um, the first part of December, um, and then I've been able to coach women, and um, I have an accountability group where I help other women reach their dreams, because mm. kind of, through 22 years and a lot of failures, I've learned how to have success in that, um, and then more importantly, um, how God has really just impacted every little piece of my life from the very smallest to the very biggest. And, you know, all the glory to him for where I stand today, because without him, I don't know where I would be. And so Mm -hmm. I um, just recently released a book and it's titled Destined for Greatness. And um, so my hope through people reading my book is that they too know that God has big plans for their life and it may look different than their neighbors or different than what we think it's going to be, but um, when we let God enter into our lives, man, like, radically can change. And so here I sit today wondering what God's going to have me do next. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you said about failing you know, failing to success. Like it's true. It is totally failing Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of times, like it's in our failures that you look back and I mean, at the Mm -hmm. time you're just distraught and Mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, what, (laughs) what am I going to do now? What's going to happen next? But then when you look back at it and you go, man, I couldn't have been Mm -hmm. here unless I had gone through that Mm -hmm. and, and been through that journey. So I think that's really important because I think a lot of people define how successful you are with as many things have gone good. But I find that like right. the more I've done bad, the better, yeah. you know, the more fails I've had, right. the more successful I've been able to become. Or so. they quit when mm-hmm. they fail at something and they go, well, that's it. I'm not yes. good at this. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to shut the door completely. And right. I feel like some of the things, that's why I say failing up mm-hmm. because it's not a failure. It's just your, your learning, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there's things that you go through because it's helping you grow to mm-hmm. a different place mm-hmm. if you right. get the lesson in that, right? And so if you can right. um, figure out like, okay, so that didn't work. Right. So now what's the next thing mm-hmm. instead of, well, I'm just mm-hmm. not going to try anything. That was too scary. It hurts too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, tell us a little bit. I want to know a little bit about your accountability group that you were talking about because I think that's so important. I mean, Phyllis and I are huge fans of mentorship like I believe you have to have a mentor we need coaches we need need people (laughs) yes I love that well you know again I just it's a God thing because I was struggling to stay on task I was um like I would sit down to work and then I work from home so then my dryer would go off and I'd like move the clothes out of the dryer oh yes every woman at home does that that works from home I haven't made my 
<laughs> yes. I'd say, oh, I haven't made my bed. Oh, my gosh, when I'm yeah. making my bed, I realize I didn't email somebody. And so I was doing that a lot. And I realized at the end of my day, I'm like, what do I have? What's the fruit that I did today where I was extremely busy with no fruit? Mm-hmm. And so I... Um, sat down and I was like, what's going on? And so I just kind of tallied up my day on what, okay, what are, what am I doing? Because what I thought I was doing and what I was actually doing was very different. And I kept wanting to reach these different goals, but they weren't happening as fast as I felt like they Mm -hmm. could. But then when I really was able to examine my day, I realized I thought about what I wanted to do far more than I worked for what I wanted. And so I, um, I kind of put together a program really to start with myself and I saw such results. Um, really it was was holding myself accountable Mm -hmm. that I, um, first opened it up to our, all of our tippy toes owners. And I said, Hey, love for you guys to do this. Well, now we've done nine of them and I've had Mm. now it's opened up to, um, people, you know, just trying to reach their dreams. But what's been really amazing is it's a group of people that are all aiming for different goals, but we're all cheering each other on where our, um, our schedules are exposed. Our dreams are exposed to one another through a document that I have. Um, and what's, you know, everybody, when somebody else is peaking, you're going to do your best. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's what's been able to happen through this accountability. And so women's businesses have changed our very last accountability group. And this lady was, you know, working on weight loss. She's like, I just know, I I know I can do it. I just need accountability. And she ended up losing 13 pounds. And I I talked to her one day about what she was eating. Um, I just was looking at her schedule and she was food prepping and she was, you know, that was one of her goals. And so we kind of talked about sugar and stuff, but not, not so in detail. And it wasn't like I was hovering over, but she felt as if I was. And so she was super, super diligent. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like what I've seen through that is when we have our hand held by somebody or somebody's just kind of putting their arm around us, we want to do better. You know, it's like, my kids, when they're cleaning their room by themselves, they get distracted. But when I walk in and I'm like, wow, you're doing a great job, they're going to pick up all the things they can. And Mm -hmm. so the same's true with us. And so it's a journey. It's a one month journey that I take um, people on. And every morning and every night, they get a little message from me. And then we communicate throughout the day. And I think it's just having our hands held sometimes Mm -hmm. that we kind of find the best version of ourselves. And um, so that's what this accountability group has has been like. And had two, two girls who have done it eight times, and they crushed some sales numbers that they they didn't even think they could get close to, but really what it is is small daily deposits equal great success. Mm. So it wasn't like one day they made a huge sales call, but every single day they made one or two and that equaled big results. And so Mm, um, I just believe so much in accountability and it's what I spend a lot of my time doing is just coaching people and reminding them of, you know, what their core values are, what they say they're going to do and then what they actually do to kind of make sure they reflect each other. And then we just walk together in that journey. I love that. I love the coming alongside and that, Mm that statement right there, they made a really big impact on me because it's like, it's true. We're not trying to 
tell people what to do, you know, because that's not our responsibility, but to be able to come alongside somebody and walk with somebody and journey with them. I think that's that it just leaves all of that, like stress of like, I ha- I have to do this. Right. And well, it was funny. Right. She said something about peeking in. It's uh-huh. like, if you think someone's peeking in right. on you, you're like, Ooh, they well, could be watching. Like yeah. maybe I should get it together, <laughs> right. and do, you know, do something right. a little bit more, but it's so true. Cause uh-huh. I, I'm in a couple of master classes and they give us assignments Mm -hmm. until the next time we meet. And so there's no one looking over your shoulder every single day. It's really up to you if you're going to do it or not. But it is the difference between whether you're going to move ahead to the next place Mm -hmm. or the next level or if you're just going to sit and (laughs) change the laundry because it's staring you in the face. (laughs) You know, it it is just the it's the hardest thing like people think it's easy working from home but there's this mental struggle that every time you walk into another room to get a glass of water right. or something for a break it's not like your break room at work right. where it's just where you don't care you don't that the to clean it you don't but care if the you dishes see, are there yeah, <laughs> if you see the dishes in the sink and you're in your break room you're like maybe I should wash those right. dishes so you know, I, I struggle with that every day. It's just like I had to start putting on my calendar like, no, I do two loads of wash a day, period. And I, you know, clean the house on these days and these days. And I incorporated my husband mm-hmm. because during COVID, we had a housekeeper because I hate doing all that mopping and yeah. cleaning the toilets and all that. But she can't come. And so I told my husband, um, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Weekends are, yeah. you're the mop king now. And so, you know, right. I just have to do that mm-hmm. on the days that I'm not supposed to be working. Because yeah. otherwise, you do. You feel the guilt of a mom guilt, wife guilt, you know, all yeah. that stuff. And I think during COVID, a lot of people have had to learn. I think accountability is really good, especially in COVID. I've always worked from home, so it wasn't really a huge adjustment for me, but for like a lot of my team members, it started Mm -hmm. to work from home. And as I was checking in on them and asking them like, how are you guys doing? Mm -hmm. They were like, I'm okay, but I have to (laughs) like, yeah. One of the girls told me that because she works from home and she rents an apartment and she shares with another roommate, Mm -hmm. she said, I literally have to shut like my computer down at night because it's right there. So it's so easy mm-hmm. to also overwork, keep right? Keep working, yeah. To keep working because right. you do need that fine balance. So mm-hmm. I think accountability so is so key. So yeah. Um, yeah. so I have to ask you yeah. because I'm kind of jealous <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. We have nothing to sell. <laughs> I have nothing to create, but apparently you have been on Shark Tank. And that makes me really jealous. <laughs> so, so tell us about your experience and what like what that was about and how it worked yes you're so funny because um I always say it's the best thing I would never do again (laughs) it turned out great um it turned out really great but for um a lot of people like I watch I think I was so naive going into it like because I believe in what we do so much that I was like there's no way we won't get a deal. But then like looking back, I'm like, why was I so confident? (laughs) They can be so mean. But um, back to kind of my, when I said that my husband's the coolest guy I know, uh, here's the story of what happened is it was 
season one, and I think it was truly their first episode, and we had just gotten our little ones to bed, which, you know, that's the golden night of relaxation. Right. You actually have your toddlers <laughs> in bed, and Adam had a glass of wine, and I was curled up on the couch, and we, you know, turned on the TV, and he grabbed his laptop, so I just assumed he was working, and I'm watching, and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this show, Adam, and I'm like, hey, Adam, look, and he's like vaguely paying attention to me, like he didn't strike up a conversation, like, Adam, look at this, look at this, look at this, and so we go to bed, and like, he was like, yeah, it's cool, you know, but there was no like deep conversation, and um, about three months later, I get a random phone call, and the lady on the other end says, hi, this is Roberta from ABC Shark Tank, we'd like to talk to you about your business tippy toes, and I nearly fell over, I was like, oh my goodness, how did they find me, like, I really felt like, I, they found me. So I immediately call Adam and I'm like, Adam, you will never believe who just called me. And he so coolly said, he said, Oh good. They got my submission. Oh. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so it was that night that I thought he wasn't paying, um, attention. You know, paying attention. He was like, he was well, filling out you, his forms I was doing on my computer. <laughs> yeah. And he said, that's, that's what I was doing. I said, well, you didn't tell me. And he's like, Oh, like he didn't even like, <laughs> what? Big deal. and so, um, so that's how we got submitted. So it was like unbeknownst to myself or my sister who I'm in business with. And um, the process was super fun. I'm so thankful to have such a great business partner in my sister because she's super buttoned up. And um, I wrote this in my book that had I been responsible, I would have totally winged it. I would have been like, oh, we got it. But she made us practice, you know, those small daily deposits. Um mm. She made us practice, and so we had our pitch down, and there were several different, um, like, stages of making it, and finally they said, you'll either get a call this day or this day, and the first day came and went, and we didn't get a call, and kind of our spirits were a little bit crushed, and um, then they're actually California time, like you guys, and but I was Central time, and it was 6 o'clock on the last day that we were supposed to get a call, and they hadn't called, and then finally my phone rang, and they said, hey, we booked a flight for you for tomorrow. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. So it was kind of a just like a last-minute thing. And then they said, you can be here any anywhere from one day to seven days. Oh, my and gosh. And so Megan and I um, fly out there, and we're there till the seventh day. And finally they call us, oh. and um, we get to go, you know, in the shark tank, and we meet the sharks. And we were truly on there for a while, like I think on TV, we're probably five or six minutes. Um, but really we're in there like an hour or more. Um, and they're asking us all sorts of questions. And, um, and so we ended up, um, it was between Barbara and Mark and Kevin O'Leary and Mark comes back and it was his very first show. And he said, I don't want to go back and forth with Barbara and Kevin. So you just come back to me and I'll either say yes or no. And um, so we couldn't even count to three at that point. Like we're tired and it's hot and we're on the spot. Um, So we um, give him numbers and right away he stood up and clapped his hands. We're like, oh shoot, we counted wrong. Um, And then he, you know, comes down and gives us a hug and and we had made a deal with him. So, um, so that was our experience on the show. Um, but then really what's cool is those God whispers that you get is everything was like peachy and we're emailing back and forth, you know, with Mark and he's mm-hmm. super nice. And 
great. And um, we take, you know, he said, we want to do our due diligence on you guys. So he does. And he's like, okay, here's my contract. Well, we took it to a lawyer and the lawyer said, you would be out of your ever loving mind to um, sign this. And so then we um, went to our pastor because, you know, my husband's in sports. So he's thinking, this is awesome. <laughs> and um, our pastor's just like, look, this is, this is not good. And it's that still small voice mm. that I kind of knew. Mm. It wasn't, um, but it's really hard when you're a young entrepreneur that doesn't have a ton of money to turn down a billionaire. Um, And so we, you know, we wrestled with it a little bit, but um, God's voice prevails always. And um, I called Megan. I said, Hey, and Megan's my sister. I said, Hey, I'm not having a good feeling about this. And she said, Sarah, I'm not either. And so um, I wrote Mark a letter, an email, and it was a really heartfelt email because I truly was thankful that he believed in us. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of all the reasons, and there was there was a lot more, like what yeah. he envisioned my business to be was very different than what I wanted. Like, mm-hmm. I really loved being a mom. And I felt like some of that would probably, um, it would interfere with my goals as a mom. And that's my wow. first goal. It was going to be a lot of, you know, working and selling and, you know, busting my tail mm-hmm. in you know, all for money. And that's, you know, that's not everything. That's not the dream. Yeah. Very little. Yeah. And so I wrote in this email and then I just prayed like, please let it be clear that I made the right decision. And, um, literally 15 seconds later, my, um, you know, I get a ding on my computer and he had some choice words to say about me and told me I would never do well in business. And, um, and that was it. And I just am so thankful for that email because it was a hard, hard, hard decision. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was like confirmation that that's not who I wanted to do business with. Although he's a great businessman and probably makes really great decisions. Like for me and my business, it mm-hmm. wasn't right. Yeah. And um, and so that's that's the whole story. That's not this part you yeah. see on TV. Right. Um, but, you know, it's probably Adam's favorite story is like, I love that you turned him down. Um, because you know, that just goes to show like what you stand for. And so, um, it's been part of the journey and, you know, who knows what would have happened had we gone into business with them. It could have been awesome. But, mm-hmm. um, for us, this was the right path mm-hmm. for our business. Yeah, you, have to find you know, I path. think that's so important because I think a lot of times people fall into, I have to do this because mm-hmm. this is my only option or, or that person or, yeah, like has you, the funds and right. is more famous than me. And right. so he must be right. 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 And I, yeah, I think sometimes we do forget to listen to God's voice. Um, we, we do a generational podcast with our daughters and we were talking about entrepreneurship because they're both entrepreneurs. And, you know, my daughter brought up a story where she just didn't feel comfortable with a certain, you know, client that had wanted her services and she had to say no. And I remember having like a very similar conversation with her where she was just like, I don't feel comfortable. And I was like, you know, you probably need to listen to what your gut is telling you. And I think a lot of times women just, they dismiss their gut, but we've got, God gave us that gut for a reason. And I feel like we're really good at, um, you know, understanding that, but sometimes we dismiss it. So that's amazing. Right. So tippy toes, did you, so tippy toes at that point, did you, did, um, did you have all the franchises that you do now or like, did it grow from that no. point? 
we didn't. So that was another um, interesting part of the story. Like, I really, really, in my heart, this is before Shark Tank, I wanted a children's television show. So I, if you think like Barney, I was like, I really want it to be educational, but I want the kids to dance. And it's funny saying it now because now there's so many dance shows. There's so many ways for kids to get up and move on TV, but before there wasn't. So Barney was one that would like get up and sing and dance, you know, and I thought, man, if we had some character and we could write our own music and, you know, be able to teach dance through the TV, that would be amazing. And, um, so again, my husband's awesome. He's like, why don't we write a children's book and kind of get an idea of what the script would be? So he and I wrote a book called Pink Ballet Slippers, and it's about um, a little turtle named Tippy, and she has little friends, and she falls asleep, and she dreams of putting on different shoes, and when she mm-hmm. finds her ballet slippers, she comes to life, really. Mm-hmm. And um, so we decide, well, we're going to pitch this. So now we have characters, and I talk about this in my book, but I go to our worship pastor, and I said, hey, I would love a theme song for this, you know, fake TV show that I have dressed up in my mind. He's like, yeah, that'd be super cool, and then we leave, and I just kind of did it as an I wish, and he calls me the next day. He said, Sarah, I don't know why I couldn't do that. I actually could probably write something for you, and so he and I got together, and um, with another lady, and we put together a, a full album, and truthfully the idea of the album was for this television show um so I pursued this for a while um and we Adam and I with my sister and her husband went out to California to meet with some animators and it was one of those things that you know they they sell you on the front end and then you get there and you're like oh uh oh (laughs) not what I thought we signed up for so it's one of those moments and I felt very defeated it was way more money than we wanted the people um, we did not connect with them they were um, just uh, they didn't get it and we we just weren't on the same page and so I was pretty embarrassed because I brought all these people out there and um, one of the guys he said have you ever thought about franchising? And I was like, no. He's like, that's another way to get your, like, to reach people. And um, so we came back, and my sister called this company, and we started franchising. So once we were on Shark Tank, we had about seven franchises. Um, Now we have about over 35 franchises. I think it's like 37 or so. And then um, we just opened in China um, so crazy, but we just signed the contract about three weeks before the coronavirus hit. So it had been something we'd worked on for two years and finally came to, um, to a head like right before the coronavirus hit and they are absolutely crushing it over there. So I'm so Mm -hmm. thankful for, um, and so God opened that door too. So it's one of these things Mm -hmm. that, you know, when I was in School, if you'd ever say you'd have an international business, I'd be like, you're talking to the wrong girl. Like, no. <laughs> but um, it's been through these moments and really through the failure of what I thought was going to be a television show that allowed us to expand in ways that I never thought could happen. I just, I just love, I feel like the theme failure, like you're not, mm-hmm. you have not failed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, God is just so good at redeeming our stories and redeeming the things that he has for us. And, 
you know, sometimes we just have to listen to the direction instead of trying to figure it all out. And I just, I mean, your story is amazing and it's so inspiring because I feel like there are a lot of women out there who, you know, get defeated and feel like, well, you know, what's this little business or, I mean, Phyllis and I crack up because we're always like, what's this little podcast that we're doing? You know, like what the heck, you know, and every, every month we look at the stats and we're like, what? How, who, who wants to listen to us? There's people you know? in the, all over the world. I know. Why do people all over the world want to listen to us? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just love the theme in that. And I can so understand why that book, Destined for Greatness, why you wrote it. I feel like it's just to encourage. I mean, is that kind of why you wrote Destined for Greatness? Is just to kind of encourage other women in the seasons that you had already been in? Yes. So one of the things, the desire of my heart is I really love speaking because I feel like God has showed up in my life so many times. And I think it's been through the quiet that, you know, he's always been there, but I've learned to be quiet and kind of listen and realize Mm -hmm. kind of, as you're saying, because my husband hates, he hates when I say it was a failure. And I'm like, well, I guess I could say it just didn't go as planned, but then God shows up like all the time. He's always showed up. So um, I have a friend. His name's Bob Goff. He's written. Oh my gosh! Really That's good. your friend. Okay. Oh yeah. And I, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I saw that he wrote. Um, he wrote the intro for your book, and I was like, wow. the forward. Yeah. yeah, he wrote the forward, yeah. and I was like. Okay, I love Bob. And you know why I love Bob? Because he's so kind and sweet. And I just I just want to, like, hug him. I've never even met him, and I just want to give him yeah. a hug. So I'm, now I'm yes. ultra jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he really is that. And he was, he's been very pivotal for me because I really wanted to speak and share my story. And obviously, if you know him, well, he speaks all over, and he really is impactful. But it's really the love that he shares with people and the encouragement. So I was talking to him and I said, Bob, I really want to, I really want to speak to, I really feel like, you know, I have a voice for women that really want to, you know, use their God-given gifts and talents to move forward in business, but also want to be very, very present with their families. Mm-hmm. Like, I want both, right? Yeah. And sometimes the world tells you like, do you want to work or do you want to be yeah. uh, with yep. your kids? Like, what do you want? And so we all like teeter totter thinking like if I'm if I'm with my kids and I'm not pouring into my business and and vice versa. And so he looked at me square in the face and he said, "I believe you can speak a hundred percent. You can do that." But Sarah News, you have a book inside of you. Mm. And I was like, I looked at him and I think I was pretty disrespectful. I was like, "Oh no, I do not. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't hear me. Like I want to speak." And he said, "I think if you will write a book." You won't even have to worry. People will ask you to speak, mm-hmm. but you need to write your heart in a book. And what I when I told him no, the reason was is because when I was in school, I didn't do well. And so, therefore, I put a label on myself that mm. I couldn't do that. Like, I'm not smart. I wasn't good. I remember handing in a paper in high school, and I really believed it was good. And I remember my teacher, my English teacher, she handed it back to me, and she goes, you are not a writer, are you? And kind of laughed, like, wasn't trying to be mean, but I tucked that little seed away, Mm. and I believed it to be true that I wasn't a writer. And I think if she, she was the nicest teacher. So if she knew that she took that seat away. She'd be like, really? I, I'm failing as a teacher. But uh, I believe that to be true. And so when he said that, I started telling him all the reasons why I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And he said, Sarah, 
God created you for more and people mm. need to hear your voice. The world is waiting to hear your voice. And he said, the book will travel far more than speaking. Mm-hmm. And um, so I said, I don't know how to write a book. And he said, okay, great. Write a sentence. And I was like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. It. And then he's like, write a paragraph, write a chapter. And that's when we started talking about it's those small daily deposits. It took me three and a half years to write my book because mm-hmm trying to be engaged with my business, engaged with my husband, engaged with my kids. Like I didn't just, you know, go to a cabin and write, like it's been a process. Um, but my heart really is for the mom that's like, okay, I'm a mom and I love, 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 love being a mom. And I love being present Mm -hmm. with my children, but I also have other gifts and talents that I really want to explore, but I feel, I feel like Mm -hmm. I have to pick one or the other. And, um, I just feel like, um, you know, a lot of times we try to do so much and we're so dang busy when we just need to cut it out. And it's back to me saying like I was doing a hundred things, but I wasn't being productive. And that's, you know, where accountability came in is if I can do less with more focus and that's what I started doing. And that's how I was able to finish my book. Cause I was like, no, this is important to me. And I started having to delegate things out in my life, like um, namely to my three children. Like, yeah. uh, no, you guys need to help out. And I, was very clear with my feeling like this is what I want to do this is what I believe I can do and when we surround ourselves with the right people and like I said my husband and my kids and my family and Bob and some other really special friends are like no you need to do this so then when I would say hey guys the kitchen really needs to be cleaned, but I haven't written today Mm -hmm. man it wasn't just like mom wants us to clean the kitchen it's you know what mom really needs to write so we can help her out by cleaning the Mm, kitchen and um, we've adopted this I I was fortunate enough to get to go talk to Chick-fil-a at their headquarters and when I was there it's so amazing how you can go speak to somebody but then you really walk away learning so much (laughs) I um, asked one of the guys they said okay do you guys ever fight (laughs) because it's like just like the most nice place ever like they're all just nice to each other and he gave me this tool that we use in our family and it's you start things with the story I'm telling myself and so we started using that in my house and you know if I would be writing and I'd come out in the kitchen wouldn't be clean and that's just an example but I would tell my family that the story I'm telling myself is you actually don't care about the book that I'm writing because you weren't able to pitch in and help clean the kitchen because you knew that would take like I feel like you would think that would take something off my plate and so the story I'm telling myself is really this book doesn't matter and it kind of stings when it comes out but that's really what I tell myself it's like well if I don't have a good kitchen or clean kitchen or if people aren't pitching in in other areas then I have to do it therefore I can't do other things and so it's been really big for us and actually my little 11 year old she's awesome at it she's like mom the story I'm telling myself is and I'm like this is so great because we all tell ourselves stories. Like I told myself I wasn't a writer because of a seed that was planted so very long ago. But then Bob walks in and he's like, no, no, no. The story I'm telling you is that you are a good writer. And so mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to surround ourselves with people that, um, you know, believe who we are becoming and can come alongside us and kind of push us along. Absolutely. So Sarah, we, okay, <laughs> we're, I'm, I'm like... Our mouths are dropping. Yeah, open our mouths right are now. dropping for a couple of reasons. One, because just the stories that you're bringing to us have so much value for our listeners. But two, because the lady we interviewed before you today almost word for word said the exact, said the exact same, same thing. thing about the story we tell ourselves. So I have to say, 
my, my, the Holy Spirit is saying, listeners, stop telling yourself stories that aren't right, that, mm-hmm. that don't, or that, that are it. created mm-hmm. w- in my image. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I feel like we do that so much. We do. We tell ourselves mm-hmm. stories and whether it's with your family or in your head with what you can or cannot do, um, you know, they're not true. God is, has destined us for greatness and he's destined us for good things and he wants good for us. And well, and also the thing that you're, the emotion you're feeling creates a whole storyline around that. If you're like, she was our our Mm -hmm. guest before was talking about like, when you feel rejected, then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. then you go into this whole storyline of like, Mm -hmm. they don't care. Nobody helps me. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm the only one. It It's like you create this whole, um, really like a, a cycle of, of mm-hmm. disappointment around yeah. yourself because um, right. it's all these negative emotions when, in fact, you know, your family's probably not even thinking that at all. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yes. Yeah, so true. And I will say, like... Uh, you know, it is super important when you're writing that you do have the support of family because um, it's I know that that isn't always the case with a lot of writers that I know that sometimes they don't have the support. Mm-hmm. And it is a mm-hmm. huge struggle to get through the things that you know that God has for you. So there are writers out there that don't have the support. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you do have the support is huge because I have that too. And I know, um, it breaks my heart when I hear some women who are trying to write these stories and they're not really getting that kind of support, but that doesn't mean that you stop. It just means that you may have to do it a little bit slower, you know, and work around your situation. So I do want to just mention that too, for people out there that are trying really hard to follow that voice that God has for them sometimes the journey takes a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so Sarah, we have one more question for you, and it's our signature question. And it is, (laughs) what advice would you give your 22-year-old self? I love that one. (laughs) It's our favorite question. It's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Because there's so many things. But I think truthfully, and you just hit it on the head, is to be kind to myself and Mm. to, you know, I think the world tries to tell us all sorts of different messages. And sometimes I would sit and believing it. And sometimes I don't, I'm like, no, you know? And so I think my 22 year old self, um, she was pretty adventurous, I would say, and a go-getter and that sort of thing. But I would also say, you know, go down your path. And I think Mm. a lot of times we get caught in comparison of what other people are doing, how far people have come, you know, their house, their husband, their kids, their trips, anything that sometimes we lose sight of really the path that God laid down before us. And not that I did get caught in um, a lot of that, but today I see that so much with social media just being a burden on so many people Mm -hmm. and my heart hurts for that. I feel like, you know, I think about my kids and like, you know, we do see things and they're so filtered and beautiful and, Mm -hmm. and it's like, wow, why, why does mine not look that way? And so I think I would just say, don't ever fall into the trap of comparison. Mm, I love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You were such a pleasure to have on this show. Now, where can they get your book and where can they find you on social media? 
Oh, thank you. I really enjoy just like good, honest women, and I, you guys made it so simple and so Aww. beautiful. Um, so my book is on Amazon. So just Amazon, you can go destined for greatness, and um, it's it says by Sarah News because there's so many books called Destined for Greatness, which you would think I would have looked that up before. Yeah. I actually put Girl, it you Amazon. needed me as your writing yeah. coach. That's yeah. market comparison right there. I know, <laughs> I know right? I'm like, okay. So, um, yeah, but it's on Amazon, and I'd just be so thrilled if um, people pick it up really because I believe in the message that I share. Mm, absolutely. And, um, not just for me, but I really believe that there's, something that can unlock in people when they can sit with a book and really put themselves through the lens of it. And I just pray that it is impactful. Oh, and on social media, where can they find you? Yes. Um, on Instagram, I'm Sarah underscore news and then Facebook, Sarah news and Twitter. You can find me that you won't find anything fun on there, but not really. (laughs) So funny. I know it's like you try and be on multiple platforms, but it's a lot of work. So it's like, I may or may not be on that one. (laughs) Yes, that's awesome. Well, I just appreciate you guys so, so very much. Oh Oh my gosh, we loved having you on, and I know that our um, tribe of beautiful people out there will love listening to this today. And so, don't forget, tribe, twenty-four karat tribe, to review, share, and subscribe to our show. Yeah, you stars. You need to mark the stars and review us, okay? That helps our show. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, 24 Karat Conversations Podcast with Phyllis and Rhonda. And until next time, 24 Karat Tribe, sparkle on. Bye. Bye.